Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Business Tech Connect podcast. On today's episode, we're focused on helping business owners and entrepreneurs understand the changes and benefits within the insurance industry. We will be reviewing risks and industry trends small and medium-sized businesses face going into 2020 and beyond, as well as highlighting the benefits of mixing technology with a positive company culture. Today's special guest is Loa Long from the Thompson Agency. We're happy to have him on as he shares his insight into the world of insurance for business owners to understand and take a deeper look at how insurance can help our businesses. Welcome to the show, Lowell. Hello, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming out on um, this wonderfully chilly, like you said, Seattle cold day. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a day in Seattle, like uh, in London or something. Just cold and, and wet. And rainy, yeah. 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 That, at least I've never been to any of those places, so I, I imagine that's what it's. That's what I've been told. It's, it's like that. Fun fact, apparently it rains just as much in Seattle as it does everywhere else. It just happens to really? appear like it's more often oh there. Oh my God, see, I feel yeah. like a dummy now. <laughs> but they've done like actual statistics and rainfall measurements yeah. and everything. Turns out it's actually it's the same actually, amount. Oh man. Just more dreary out there. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I guess today we're just, like I said, we're gonna be reviewing some of the things in your industry, um, telling everyone who you are, what you do. Right. So we'll just jump into it. Um, one of the things I love about your company, specifically when, when we were looking to interview uh, new people on the podcast, was that you guys are family owned right here in Florida, yes. which is really, really cool. So could you just like tell us a little bit about your experience working in a family owned business, mm-hmm. a little bit about the culture and how that sort of impacts you and your clients? Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it is that, you know, it's called the Thompson Agency, and of course, my name is uh, Lowell or Lowell Long, so, you know, um, people always call me Thompson because they think that it's, they, they know it's a family business, and they think that I'm actually one of the Thompsons, and I'm not, which is, which is hilarious, <laughs> so I always have to say, no, my name is not Mr. Thompson, my name is uh, Mr. Long, but, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I've worked at, uh, in corporate America, i worked on both sides, and um, I really, really enjoy working for a family, a smaller outfit, a family-owned business, because I feel like I'm home. And I mean, I know that sounds a little hokey or whatever, but it's really true. Like, I really, really feel like, you know, it's a, it's a family environment and everybody is looking out for each other and nobody, it's not cutthroat. You know, you can talk to the, the owner of the company, you can talk to the, you know, um, my direct uh, boss is, is Julia. You know, she works in the, she's, she's the head of the Orlando office and, you know, I can walk into her office and, and talk to her about anything, you know, even though she's a part owner, she's, she, you know, you don't have that feeling like, oh, she's way above and, you, you, you know, you can't get to her. I've been in those situations where you're afraid to walk into someone's office because you, you think you're going to say or do something wrong. But, yeah. um, you know, working with the family um, and also everybody has a vested interest. You know, it's not, again, it's not cutthroat. Everybody there you know, wants to actually help the company. It's not about, okay, I'm gonna wanna get to this next position, I wanna uh, make this X amount of money. Of course, we're all here to make money, but for the most part, everybody really wants to help the business. We have a lot of pride in that name. When you know the person whose name is on the building, it's a different uh, attitude when you walk into the office, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it's important going into 2020, I think company culture has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see there are still family-run businesses, especially in the insurance field. Um, Absolutely. Like, what are, what are some of the ways that you've seen, like, maybe some of your clients, like, sort of, I guess, have they appreciated that, that family aspect? Have they gotten to see some of that on their side as well? Yeah. Um, again, you get that family feel. I think what people, that's what people gravitate to because anybody can go online and, you know, pick that large name that everyone recognizes, um, the name that you see on the billboards, the name that you see on the TV commercials. Um, but I think what's more important is that people 
uh, see the name, especially people in, in our immediate neighborhood, in our actual neighborhood, uh, which is you know East Orlando, you know Waterford Lakes area, that immediate area, you know people definitely see the name um, when you Google it. You know we, we come up pretty high on top because we have great reviews, um, and you know a lot of our business is referral business, which is was fantastic. Uh, actually, over eighty percent of our business comes from referrals. Um, so yeah, people really appreciate that when when I say when I name, wear my name tag, which I'm not wearing today. Uh, people say, oh, yeah, yeah, Thompson Agency, they, they know Julia by, the, by her first name because, you know, they've been around for a while. And it's like, it's, it's like again, it's like family. It's, yeah. it's not like this faceless company that, you know, is taking everybody's money. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah, I really like that. And uh, I guess just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do within the agency. Yeah. And then what separates you guys? Obviously, I think the family own side and the... That part of it sort of makes you guys different from other insurance companies, but just more about like yourself and what you do. Yeah, well, um, I'm clearly security. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not security, but it's a, it is an inside joke, an inner office joke that uh, um, Julia, the, the uh, um, my boss, she she calls me uh, security, and everybody in the office calls me security because <laughs> I, if you if you saw the other folks that worked in the office, they're smaller and they're actually it's actually all female too. So it's like I'm, I'm the protector. I'm not saying that a, a, a female can be the protector, but you know I'm a, I'm a big dude. I have a big presence, so yeah. you know anytime there's any you know issues you know going on in, inside the office, they're like security. <laughs> um, and by the way, there's never any issues in the in the office. We, we just like to joke a lot, but um, yeah. So that that's you know other than security, my role is uh, I'm an I'm an agent, so I'm a licensed property and casualty agent. I'm also licensed in life and health. Um, there's only two uh, individuals, me and Julia, who are uh, who have those licenses uh, within the office. Um, so that office actually allows you to run an office. So me and Julia, we can both actually run those offices by ourselves. That office by ourselves. Um, the other folks in there, they are licensed as well, um, but they you know they pretty much do more customer service. But I'm uh, mostly in charge of bringing business into the company. So gotcha. I, I spend a lot of time outside of the office. As a matter of fact, I, I, for the most part, work work uh, remotely. So I'm going out and I'm you know looking for new opportunities to bring into the company, trying to find other uh, businesses that we can partner with, uh, and obviously individuals, people who need auto, people who need homeowners insurance, pretty much any type of property uh, insurance is what we mainly focus on. Gotcha. Yeah. And I and I also love. Uh, I know I'm I'm bragging on your company because you know just viewing the website, seeing some social media stuff, talking to you. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have a goal that's on a lot of your stuff that says provide the best possible customer service. Um, what do you think some of the ways that technology has sort of helped you guys to achieve that? I know you mentioned reviews with your clients, helping mm -hmm. you guys rank higher online. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other things that you think really helps you guys um, with technology to be able to provide that customer service in a day where everything's moving so quickly? I think uh, one of the things that is uh, gets overlooked a lot is the you know the simple things that we use every day like email mm -hmm. and um, you know our e-signature, mm -hmm. uh, which helps so much. I, I mean, I'm I'm older, but I'm not that old. But I remember <laughs> in the day when you just needed a wet signature, you needed an actual signature, so you couldn't get a car, you couldn't get a house, you couldn't get anything without you being present. So that means that we have to actually meet somewhere. You have to come to my office, or I have to go to your. Uh, place of business or your home. Yeah. Uh, now I have all these clients. Most of my clients I never meet face to face, um, unless I, unless you, I, I actually had interaction with you first, 
and then you became a client. Other than that, most people who call in or email in or, or you know find our information online, um, you know they uh, send in an inquiry for us to do quotes for them, and we do everything online, obviously, and then uh, we send that quote to them via email. They look at the quote. Hey, I want to go with this quote, and you know, well, I, sometimes people are just like, so when I go from here, should I just come in and, and you know sign the, the the contracts or whatever or the the um, application? And we're just like, no. You know, uh, there's this thing called e-signature. You don't have to leave your home. You can actually do it from your phone, which is actually pretty cool because a lot of people feel like they have to get on a computer. We also have to tell them, no, you don't need a computer for this either. We're yeah. gonna send it to your phone. Everyone has a smartphone. <laughs> Everybody has a smartphone, <laughs> right? So, uh, like even my even my grandmother, who's 80, she has a smartphone. Yeah. She doesn't know how to use it, but she has a smartphone. <laughs> so, uh, so the cool thing about it is that um, you know, even though we like that one-on-one, that that um, face-to-face interaction. Uh, we realize that people uh, are limited on time, and uh, people have jobs, people have careers, people have kids, people have responsibilities. They don't want to have to leave work to come into the insurance office to sign for their new policy. So we're able to send uh, those uh, emails directly to them. They can pull it up on their uh, on their iPhone or their Android or whatever, and just sign uh, for the new policy. Uh, hit submit and then we get it and then that's it and we can actually send you your proof of insurance you know, all your documents via email so I mean email is not new right it's been around for a long time and I'm making, making it sound like really cool but really just it has changed this, our industry so much you know it used to be people constantly coming through the doors and you know now I, you can basically have an office anywhere I mean I can yeah. work from home I can work from uh, you know, co-work space, I can work in a, in a random office in a building and people never have to actually come there because of technology, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have really mastered the ability to be a human through yes. technology, which yes. I think uh, we talked about on the last podcast a little bit that we talked about branding. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely check it out. But I think being yourself, being human through technology is important. So even though we're talking about stuff like with you, with other businesses, um, as you're looking to get new clients, as other businesses are looking to expand, always focus on making sure that when you're providing that customer service, you're doing it through yourself. You're being yourself through technology. Absolutely, and you know I think our clients get that, our customers get that for sure, because we understand that we have to almost go above and beyond because there is not that human connection sometimes. I mean, we get on the phone with you, we're really nice and sweet in our emails, and we use exclamation marks and emojis when we can, but you know, for the most part, nothing's gonna replace you know what we're doing right here, just face-to-face, right? Yeah. So um, when people call, we don't let the phone ring you know, more than a couple times. Um, we don't put people on hold for a long period of time. We always greet friendly. I mean, people can't say enough about the staff that we have in the office because they're so friendly and so willing to help. And you know, we have this accountability thing where it's like, listen, if it drops in your lap, even if you, you're not the person who uh, initiated uh, the task or whatever it is, you, you can finish it. So if that person, someone calls in and one of the representatives are not there to help, we, we automatically will take on that issue. It's not like, oh, well, this person's not here, call back tomorrow, yeah. or call back in two hours. It's like, well, what can I do to help? You know. Yeah. So that's one thing that people really um, love about us is that uh, it's not like, we're dropping this issue or this uh, task on somebody else's desk, and, and we basically take accountability and, and handle it ourselves. Definitely. And I guess um, 
So we talked about some of the ways that you guys have made it easier to communicate with clients. We talked about ways that clients can communicate with you easily. Um, on the commercial side, so more focused on the business because we are talking to the business uh, businesses and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say that some of the biggest risks for small and medium-sized businesses going into 2020 are? And how can your either insurance or your experience in your field sort of give them advice on how to protect themselves or how to remain alert on some of those things? Well, it's very that's a very very easy one. Um, well, the first part of the question is very very easy because the the big, biggest risk I would say is uh, workers' comp work compensation. Okay. okay, so people getting hurt at work. Okay, and I have a, a, a lot of insight into that world because my wife is actually uh, she's she's an adjuster. She's a licensed adjuster. For workers' compensation, so she tells me all the stories. Um, of, you know, people getting hurt at work. Actually, this, 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 today she actually sent me a screenshot of uh, someone who was really, really badly injured in a uh, an auto accident um, while at work. I mean, the person had like you know hemorrhaging and, and uh, broken bones, ribs, and stuff like that. So that obviously is a huge uh, risk and a huge expense for most companies. Just imagine you sending your drivers out. And they get into a really bad car wreck, and they, I mean, they're God forbid, they're, they can't walk, or even even if it's temporary, you know, they can't walk. They yeah. basically can't work, right? So that puts you at a disadvantage, right? You all, you have one worker that's out, so now you're short staffed, and then you also have the expense, right? The monetary expense of making sure that person is um, compensated uh, while they're out, and also taking care of their medical bills and and the rehab and all that stuff. So that is a huge. I mean, you're talking about something that could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. In extreme cases, it can cost millions of dollars. Yeah. So uh, that is a huge uh, risk for, for a lot of companies. And that's usually why workers' compensation is one of the most expensive uh, coverages to get. But obviously, it's, it's uh, needed. Uh, you know, you know there, there are laws that say that you have to have it if you have a certain amount of uh, employees. Um, so the second part of the question was? So what are some of, like, going into 2020, mm -hmm. I guess, um, what would you say, so that's one of the biggest risks, mm -hmm. um, do you have any other things that you would say a business should be focused on? Like, hey, 2020, January 1st, mm -hmm. I want to achieve these goals. Yeah. How can you sort of prevent some of those maybe pitfalls that mm -hmm. you're seeing in your industry? Yeah, the other thing is, was probably liability. Um, you know, <clears throat> if you have a, a storefront or if you're a caterer or you want to make sure that you know, somebody's not, you, that you're fully covered in case someone gets sick or, you know, from your food. I mean, obviously, you know, if you're following the, the correct uh, um, guidelines, guidelines <laughs> you should be fine with that. But things happen, right? I mean, yeah. the, listen, we don't, we wouldn't need insurance if we did things the right way all the time and there were no accidents. So that's the whole point of insurance is mitigating some of that risk and, and, and also, you know, having the coverage to, to, to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but I would say liability is another thing, um, getting sued by your clients and things like that um, when it comes to commercial. You know, you just want to make sure you have enough coverage. Uh, you don't want an insurance claim. You don't want a, sorry, an occurrence or an accident uh, to basically put you out of business. It has happened, you know. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, they want to save money. They want to cut corners and say, oh, well, I don't need all that coverage. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> because, especially if you can afford it. My whole thing about insurance is that you should pay for as much as you can, you should pay for uh, as much insurance as you can afford, okay? If you can't afford it, of course, you, you know, 
you don't want the premiums to put out you put you out of business, but it, you you also you also don't want some type of accident or occurrence to put you out of business too. And it has happened where people have this thriving business and then one thing happens and it, you know someone gets sick or someone dies or you know um, one of your employees gets badly injured, whatever the case may be. You want to make sure that you're covered so that you can stay in business. So sometimes paying a little bit more and making sure you have enough coverage is uh, the only way to go. Because yeah. you know you work hard in business, right? You work hard to build this business and put it together. Sometimes it takes years and years to be profitable. You know that. So you know once you're profitable, you, you don't want to go backwards and become not profitable. You know. I mean, this is all. It sounds so basic, but you you would believe how many people uh, take the risk. Yeah. You know? It, it's interesting because your your industry and, and IT industry are actually very similar. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Silvera goes above and beyond the traditional IT MSP, mm -hmm. but the traditional IT MSP uh, managed service provider. For those of you guys who don't know, mm -hmm. is I don't know. We oh, <laughs> there we go. Um, is you know the, the the selling point, the big the big hurrah about IT companies right. is hey, we protect your data, sure. we protect your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's part of the insurance that I think a lot of business owners, even a, a one-person business mm -hmm. owner that's just getting started, mm -hmm. um, needs to really look at and say, like, hey, I'm starting this business. I'm, I'm handling client data. I'm handling my own data. Mm -hmm. I'm building. I'm handling financials. I'm, I'm putting all of this stuff together to build my company. Mm -hmm. I'm giving other employees access to that information. That's right. And so. I think in a way, uh, unfortunately, that's kind of the way insurance works. It's like kind of if you need it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, especially with IT, whether it's with Silvera, whether your current company, mm -hmm. is, is not to risk that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there, and the, the other thing I think is what we said, oh, it might not happen. Well, the truth is, especially in, in accidents happen, and cybersecurity is one of those things where they just throw stuff out there. Oh yeah, they're not they're not saying, "Hey, mom and pop shop over there, mm -hmm. you know, I want to target you directly because I know right. you have five. They're looking customers. for the vulnerability. They're looking for the people who have left their network open or whatever. I, I don't know the actual terminology. Yeah, but they're looking for, you know, it's almost like, are you gonna break into, you know, the car with no alarm? You're gonna break into the car with. You know, I'm old, so I, you know, I remember the club that one of the women. You know, I'm totally dating myself now, but you know, you're gonna break into the home with the with the ring uh, camera, or you're gonna break into the home without the ring camera. You know, so it's just yes, when you leave yourself vulnerable and open to um, those type of things, then yeah, you you run that risk. So it's better to have it. And I, I'm glad you actually brought that up because you know a lot of what we do is again mitigating that risk, trying to we don't want it, those things to happen. Right, so we're we're also coaching you on you know risk management or, or trying trying to lower that risk, yeah. and so that you don't have to make a claim, you know, uh, you don't have to use the insurance. We don't want you to have to do that, but we want to put it in place so that if you do need it, it's great. So, you know, cybersecurity and stuff like that is something um, that we also provide coverage for that, right? Uh, but <laughs> you know, you would never, you should never have to use that. If you have the proper things in place, then Correct. You're, you're, you're fine. So, you know, there's layers. There's, okay, in case it does happen, you know, you have your insurance policy that can cover it. But some things, is, you know, you can't really replace. You can't get back. Once somebody, once the information has been compromised, you know, it's, it's hard to, you can't get it back. You know, of course, yeah. you can be compensated for, for that, but, you know, the damage is already done. 
And, I, and I, the other thing I like too, it's it, another similarity I kind of found was with, with your, I guess on the commercial side with, with people, we look at saying, hey, if somebody gets hurt, you know, if something goes wrong, if my business burns down, if whatever that mm-hmm. tragedy or case may be, mm-hmm. you always think ahead and you're like, hey, I gotta, I gotta protect my business and myself from mm-hmm. this. Uh, with cybersecurity, it's the same way. And I think the difference being is that you, a lot of the cybersecurity stuff you don't see. Yes. You know, you see your person walking in and out yes. of the door every day. You see all that stuff, yeah. but you know, ninety percent of businesses don't see like what's actually going on. No. Um, and it's, so, it's like the whole ignorance is bliss thing, you know. Like, I, I, I have to, you know, I admit, you know, I'm kind of like that too. You know, like I think we're all we all have that in us, where it's like you don't really think it's that important until it happens to you. You know, I had, I forgot, I was at a meeting or something, and somebody was talking about identity theft. And I never really took identity theft serious. I know it's a big deal. I know it's a bad thing. But this person, who was pretty well-to-do, you know, um, they lost a lot. And you would think, okay, okay, what's the big deal? I'm sure you got your money back. I'm sure, you know, your credit card reimbursed or whatever. But when they take your identity, they really can screw you up big time. And, um, you know, those something at that moment I realized, I'm like, hmm. Maybe I should, you know, get some extra layers of protection on my um, credit and my social security and stuff like that, you know, because you can never be too sure. You know, you just think like, ah, oh, it's fine. It'll be fine if it happens, you know, you'll... Deal with it. Yeah, you'll deal with it and, you know, how rare does it... But now that's that's the way to, to get people. People are not breaking into homes like they used to, you know, with all the cameras around. So that's how they're going to get you. It's going to be uh, using technology. Definitely. Um, so switching gears just a little bit, um, what would you say, so I'm sure you work with other insurance providers, you've seen kind of what's going on in your industry, mm-hmm. um, and for clients coming in, so business businesses that are looking for insurance, let's just say they're just starting, they're looking to start mm-hmm. in 2020, what were some interesting things that you can sort of give advice to and say, hey, if you're going to start your business this year, if you're in the first three years of your business this mm-hmm. year, what are some things in your industry that you would really suggest looking into or getting on the ball for 2020? Um, I would say, well, first, you know, get an agent that you trust, an insurance agent that you trust. It, it, you know, I always say, it doesn't have to be me, right? Like, so when I'm talking to someone directly, I'm giving them advice, especially family and friends. I'm like, I don't have to be that person. Just get somebody. Just do me, do me a, a favor, you know, or or. Let me feel comfortable with the fact that you have someone who knows what they're talking about and that can actually go and make sure you're covered all over. When I'm, I'm talking about your home, your auto, your umbrella policy, and when it comes to your business, your proper business property, your general liability, your workers' comp. Get somebody who's competent, who's done this for a while and, is, and actually knows what they're doing, and they'll be able to tell you all the ways that you can protect yourself. Because every business is completely different. Every every business is different. Maybe not completely different. But every business is different. Every, every risk is different. Every you know, so you know, one company maybe may have ten employees, and one may have fifty or hundred. Those risks are completely different. The cost the cost is completely different. So you got to get somebody in there who knows what they're talking about, and that can actually go in there and uh, make sure that you're fully covered. Um, but as far as going into to the new year. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's the same thing. You know, it's this is it's not really rocket science, but once you have someone that that really understands risk, um, they can they'll be able to say, well, you're, you're I feel like you're exposed. Um, 
the thing is, is that they can look at your current policy and see what the coverage is. And it's really not about, hey, bump it up another 100,000 or another half a million dollars of coverage. It's just about, okay, you know, this is the worst case scenario that can happen. And this is what you would be compensated for that. Is that enough for you to keep your business afloat? Uh, is it gonna put you under? Like I said, the worst case scenario is for, for, you, for you to be out of business. And you, nobody wants that, that to happen. So I would say, for the most part, just having um, some getting really, really good advice and someone specifically looking into your business. Because as I, I noticed with small business owners, they I, I'm cool with Google and doing your research and figuring out what you need. A lot of people come to me and say, hey, I need this amount of coverage. I need this and I need that. I'm just like, okay. Why that number, you know? Why is it that number? So someone that I can sit and talk talk with you and discuss what the actual risk is uh, in detail, take the time, take, a, take an hour or two to really talk to someone about that because you just come into me saying, I need a general liability of uh, one million, two million, you know? So a lot of people don't even know what that means. So it's just that some, they heard someone or they looked it up online and that, you know, that's what, that's the number that they want to go with, you know? So um, that, that's my only advice on that. You brought up a really good point um, that was also brought up last week too. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that some of these things are really starting to come together. It doesn't yeah. matter what industry you're in. If you are in business, some of these things are coming together. But um, <clears throat> there is a difference between a person in a profession that is an expert mm-hmm. in their field sure, yeah. and a difference between somebody who knows how to Google things. Yes. And I think especially next year information just comes at us all it's on it's online it's easy you know one two three search um in, in my thing a lot of people make fun of it people like oh they, they just google you know <laughs> whatever right. and i'm like okay well if that's true yeah. you know let's look at a problem we'll right. look at a complex problem mm-hmm. and then we'll see if we can google it faster right right um, exactly and i guarantee you the difference is it's not just about googling it's not just about looking something up it's about knowing what you're looking for because you've Absolutely. dealt with those problems I, I, so even in your industry same thing i google stuff all the time that I, medical stuff that's my biggest thing right so you got a pain in your you know in your back or something or your neck and, and you're going to die in seven days right exactly. <laughs> so you look it up and you you pull up uh what is it um What's the website? Uh, is it like WebMD? Web, WebMD, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So WebMD comes up and you're like, yeah, WebMD <laughs> knows. WebMD is my doctor. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you get on WebMD and you're just like, that's exactly right. That that specific place on my foot, that hurts right there. It's got to be the whatever muscle, you know. And then you're like, so you go into the symptoms and you go into the treatments and you're, you're like, you think you got it all figured out. And then you go, you actually go to your doctor. You still got to go to your doctor because what are you going to do? You know, you take, you know, pain pills, you know. <laughs> so you still got to, you still got to actually figure out if one, if that's the issue and how to fix it. You make, you can Google all day and there's, rem, there's home remedies, but you don't know, it's, you can't. You know, you're not a doctor, so you, you can't fix it, right? Yeah. So I found that, you know, with, with in the medical field, you know, I'm sure the doctors get it all the time. I even, me and my doctor, we actually joke about it. I'm like, oh, so doc, um, I went on WebMD, and you know, he just smiles because he, he gets that all day, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you think you, it's one thing, but it's not It's not that. You, you could switch, you, you read the whole, the entire article, the entire, every single page, you went to different sources, and you're just like, this is it. And then you go to your doctor, and the doctor's like, no, it's not, it's not that, I don't think it's that. Let's go do some testing. And then you get scared, because you're just like, oh boy, you know, I thought I had this thing figured out. Then you go and you realize that it's something else. Yeah. Most of the time, in my case, it's something way simpler. 
than you know than I thought. Then it makes it seem like right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you said, you know, you're gonna die in seven <laughs> days. <laughs> you know, um, so it, it's the same thing. I'm sure in the IT world, it's the same thing in the insurance world. You're not the subject matter expert when it comes to that thing. You got your thing. Everybody has their own profession and, and they're experts in that profession. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, whether you are an IT person, insurance person, uh, restaurant owner, you have your expertise in that thing, but leave those the right things to those professionals. Definitely. Leave IT to the IT professional, leave insurance to the insurance professionals. Because there's so many things that you have no idea about. You know? and, at, and at the end of the day, I don't think, I mean, from my point, I think you said it earlier, mm -hmm. Neither one of us, we would love to work with businesses all the time. Mm -hmm. It's more, I think it's more important for us because we do what we love in our industry, we're mm -hmm. passionate about what we do, mm -hmm. that just do it with someone. Yes. That is competent. That's Don't right. just do it with anyone. Right. Do it with someone Someone's that is competent, confident. that is an expert in their field. And at least at that level, like we know that we provided some sort of value. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that, that's. The, and, and that's why, I mean, I see, you know, um, you, you know, your, your Facebook and your Instagram posts or whatever, and you know, you, you're knowledgeable. You're somebody that I would go to and ask questions about and you know, hire to help me with my issues because you, you actually put out content that helps people, lets me know that you're a little bit more knowledgeable. It, you know, I'd rather ask you than go with somebody you know, Google, you know, not to bring Google <laughs> up again. You're yeah. just Googling, Googling random people. They may be great, you know, they may have good reviews, but I'd rather go with someone that I know. So I, I try to do the same thing. I'm trying to put out a little bit more content now, educating my my followers, which I, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of followers. It's really just friends and family and kind of people that I met in, in the business world. Uh, but I'm, start, I'm starting now to put out a little bit more content so that people, one, they remember what I do for a living because, you know, most people forget. And two, also, they, I, I might answer a question for them that they had no idea or I might tell them something new that they had no idea. Now I'm becoming the expert when it comes to that particular Definitely. subject. So you know we we you know we have the option. We can go and we can guess, or you can go with someone who hey I, I listen to Anthony. You know every few days he you know he puts out some really important information about what he does. You know I want to go to him. You know so Definitely. yeah. No, I appreciate that, and um, I guess you kind of mentioned it just briefly. I'm just gonna wrap it up, but. Mm -hmm. uh, 2020 for you and your business. Yes. What are you guys doing to capitalize on the new year that's really going to make a big impact on your guys' business going forward to help you and your clients? Um, I'm, I'm really focusing on education um, because I think the, mo the more people uh, know and learn about this stuff, the more value that they put on it. So I'm not going to say, hey, you need to do this because, you know, um, because, you know, that's the that's what the type of coverage you need to have, or this is the require, or this is the minimum. You know, state says that you have to have this. No, I'm going to educate you so you can understand. Because me, I'm the type of person that I'm not purchasing something unless I know that I need it and I see the value in it. You know, like you're not going to go into the store. I mean, yes, sometimes we just spend money on like silly things, but for the most part, when we, especially when it comes to our business, we're not going to invest uh, more money than we need to. And I think a lot of people just don't really see some of the value in some of the insurance coverage uh, that's out there. They go for the minimum, they go for, you know, they try to save themselves 20, 30, 50, $100 or whatever it is. So my biggest thing is just education because the more people understand, because this is when people learn when something goes wrong, right? Same thing with IT, right? Yeah. They, they, that's when they start to understand when you start to bring, I hate to, I hate to have to explain 
these things after a claim, you know, after uh, uh, an accident, and explain to them, well, sorry, sorry sir, you, you didn't have this amount of coverage, or you only had that much, the insurance is only going to pay you for this amount. Oh, well, the damage was, you know, 50000 Well, you only had $25,000 worth of damage. I mean, you, you had, you, the, the coverage was twenty five, but you had $50,000 worth. You know, so it's like, educating the people is the best thing for me because I think that it, it, these things will sell itself, you know? And I don't really like being, I like being an advisor. Yeah. You know, consultative, if I'm saying that right, consultative, uh, uh, advising people to, to what to do as far as, instead of selling them on something, you know? So that's pretty much it. And also for 2020, it's exciting for me, me and one of my really good friends, we started a podcast last year. Very cool. So uh, I won't be doing any insurance stuff on that podcast because I don't want to put people to sleep. There are ins- <laughs> there are actually insurance podcasts that I listen to. That might be something that I actually, shout out to my uh, to my guy, Kai, the insurance guy. He actually just started a, uh, an, uh, an insurance podcast. It's, uh, you know, I think it's more centered around health and life. Um, you know, I, I do mostly the property and casualty. Um, but I, I won't be doing any podcasts for insurance anytime soon. But what I'm doing it for fun, uh, and uh, it's me and one of my really good friends. We're doing a, we do a podcast about music. Okay. Um, so it's a hip hop base. Uh, we both love music. We both love hip hop. So you know all the new albums that come out. We try to review them. We talk about some of the classics. You know we're old. We're a little bit older, so we we're not really up on all the new stuff. But we're trying, you know, to to, to bridge that those two generations. So. Um, that's pretty much what the whole point of the, the name of the podcast is called Dopest, and you can find it on pretty much all the streaming platforms, Spotify, uh, the Apple, uh, Android, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, There's so like 12 of them, 13 of them now. Yeah. We just can't keep tracking Sound <laughs> Yeah, so it's called Dopest, and uh, you know, we every every couple of weeks we, we'll do that. We do an episode, and it's, I think we're up to like episode 15 now. So Congratulations. Pretty, yeah, thank you. So that's that's what's up for me for 2020. Very cool. Yeah. I'm gonna put uh, one one last question yes. on the spot. Yeah, sure. Best hip hop album of 2019. Best hip hop album of 2019. <laughs> that's a really really good question. Um, or at least like within the top three that you no, would say. Yeah. Um, for 2019. Wow, that is a really good question. What what was I? What did I get into a lot? Um, I think that Nas had a really really good album. And of course, like I said, I'm a little bit older. Um, uh, YBN Corday, have you ever heard of him? No. Nope. He is a, he's a young dude. He's probably like 21, 22, something like that. Young guy. Um, YBN Corday, he's an awesome artist. Uh, he is, I think he's from, he's originally from uh, Baltimore, but he grew up in North Carolina. Um, he had a fantastic album this, uh, this year. Um, he had some collaborations with Anderson Pack. Um, Very nice. I like yeah, him a lot. Yeah, Anderson Pack is dope. He's had, a, I think he had one or two albums, maybe just one album this year. He just, uh, his band, uh, the, the uh, what's it called? The, I think it's called the Free Nationals. Free Nationals. They just came out with an album as well. So it's just, that's just like, you know, soul funk, you know, uh, album. They did it without uh, Anderson. Anderson is on the album as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, YBN Corday had a fantastic album for a young guy. You know, that's a lot coming from me because I'm 42. I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 42 next month. So, I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm golden era, 80s, 90s, you know. Uh, so, you know, try to finding some of these young guys that are, are lyrically, you know, like fierce. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fun for me. So that one was a really good one. So, yeah. Got it. 
Definitely, man. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad we touched on a lot today. So. Yes, yes, we did. Sorry, I told you I'm very long-winded. You're going to have to edit a lot of this stuff. No, we're not editing Please anything. Edit. This, is, this is life, man. This is real. This is yeah. real. It's like straight one Just to one. edit the uhs thoughts. and ahs and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I say a lot of that stuff, you know. Like, I'm from New York, so I get a lot of, you know what I'm saying. You know, I, don't, I don't think I said that a, a lot. Nah, that's not that bad. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. I appreciate everything. I appreciate it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. By the time you watch this, it'll be January. January, so that'd be pretty cool. cool. Um, if you have any questions or uh, thoughts related to today's podcast, we're going to tag both of ourselves in it. Yes. You can also visit um, silveraIT.com. We'll help post the podcast there in video and audio format. I want to say my, I know go you're probably going to go there. My Facebook um, uh, is just my first and last name, Lowell, Lowell Long, L O W E L L L O N G. Um, my Instagram is Lowy Low, L O W I E L O. And, you know, again, I'm going to be putting some content out about insurance. You'll see some stuff about music and hip-hop as well. Follow my my, uh, my podcast also. is uh, The Dopest, sorry, Dopest, the, the podcast. I should probably know this, right? I'll put, I will put it right <laughs> yes, here. Yes, put it down I'll there because right <laughs> I'm horrible and I, and I forget things all the time. But I just wanted to plug that too, so go ahead. Definitely, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, we're creating free daily content every day to help businesses and entrepreneurs on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, and TikTok. Check it out. Um, have a great week. Please share, rate, and review the podcast if you enjoyed it, and look forward to catching up with you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.